Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dorney's Vinyl. Here we are, Season 5, the second half of Season 5, Episode 23 to be exact. Uh, we got an album an album review, Eric Clapton's 461 Ocean Boulevard. If you're new to this podcast and this is the first episode that you're tuning into, thank you for tuning in. This is a weekly podcast. Every odd-numbered podcast such as this is an album review Similar to this, pretty much the same format that you're going to get in this in this podcast. Uh, two weeks ago, though, was the, our double album of the season, Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Um, an ever-even-numbered podcast is what I call an EP extra podcast. Half of those are games. So last week we did a uh, guest starring my wife. So last week's game was Album Cover Password, which I did horrendously at. Um, and then the other half of those... Uh, EPs are just little tidbits of information. Next week is going to be a segment of Hall of Shame, and I'll explain that at the end of this week's, uh, or, sorry, at the end of this podcast episode that you're listening to right now. So getting into it, you know, Eric Clapton's 461 Ocean Boulevard. Uh, I, I'll go through a little bit about Eric Clapton, a little bit about the album itself, the personnel, and then our track listing. Take a little break and go into my song rankings, song opinions, and album score. So Eric Clapton, he was born on March 30th, 1945 in Ripley, Surrey, England. He's been an active performer since 1962. So we are at 61 years now, which is absolutely incredible uh, considering he's going to be turning 78. Am I right there? 78 in a couple in, a, in about a month and a half or a little bit under 2 months actually. Uh, Eric Clapton has been an, a member of numerous bands, Derek and the Dominoes, The Yardbirds, Cream, I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, as well as having a successful solo career, he has sold over 280 million records worldwide. Uh, he has won 18 Grammy Awards uh, with 38 nominations. He is the only three-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. He was inducted as a solo artist, a member of Cream, and a member of the Yardbirds. Uh, Eric Clapton, as a solo artist, has released 21 studio albums and 54 singles. Uh, in the U.S. Billboard 200, he had 19 top 40 albums, 11 top 10s, and 2 number 1s. In the U.K. albums chart, 19 top 40s, 11 top 10s, and 1 number 1. And then of his 54 singles on the U.S. Hot 100, he had 60 top 40 hits, 6 top 10s, and 1 number 1. And in the UK singles chart, he had 12 top 40 hits and two top 10s. So the album, 461 Ocean Boulevard. It is the second stu solo studio album released by Clapton. So around 1970, uh, Clapton took a hiatus from music due to a heroin addiction. He sought help by working on a farm, where he listened to a lot of new music and old blues records that he had brought with him. He began playing again, and he wrote whole songs out of simple ideas. Clapton was given a demo tape by Carl Rattle, a member of one of Clapton's former bands, with songs performed by Rattle, Dick Sims, and Jamie Oldacre. He was also given time to write material for a next album, and Clapton wanted to keep the songs as incomplete as possible so that the other musicians would be able to make them their own. Clapton's manager, Robert Stigwood, contacted Clapton about a new project after Clapton appeared in the rock opera Tommy, and Stigwood arranged for Clapton to record at Criteria Studios in Miami with Rattle, Sims, and Oldacre. He also paid for Clapton to live at a rental house at the address 461 Ocean Boulevard. 
Obviously, that is where the name of the album comes from. The album was released on in, in, in July of 1974. It peaked at number one in the U.S. and number three in the U.K. Reviews of the album were positive. Robert Criscow graded it an A, and, and Robert Criscow is a very, uh, I feel like he's a very picky record reviewer, but he graded it an A, writing, quote, Clapton puts the rural repose of his laid-back with Leon music into a context of deprivation and conflict, adding bite to soft-spoken professions of need and faith that might otherwise smell faintly of the most rural of laid-back commodities, end quote. And Stephen Thomas Erlewine of All Music rated it 4.5 out of 5 stars in his retrospective review, writing, quote, 461 Ocean Boulevard is a tighter, more focused outing that enables Clapton to stretch out instrumentally. Furthermore, the pop concessions on the album, the sleek production, the concise running times don't detract from the rootsy origins of the material, end quote. And other reviews include the Rolling Stone album guide giving it 5 out of 5 stars and the Chicago Tribune giving it 4 out of 4 stars. The album would certify platinum in the U.S. with 1 million copies sold, and Rolling Stone magazine ranked the album at number 411 on its 2012 list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. The personnel on the album include Eric Clapton on lead vocals, guitars, and dobro, George Terry on guitars, backing vocals, Albie Gallatin on piano for tracks 1, 5, 8, 9, and 10, electric piano on track 4, ARP synthesizers on track 8, and the clavichord on track 9. Dick Sims is on keyboards. Carl Rattle is on the bass. Jamie Oldacre does drums and percussion. Al Jackson Jr. does drums on track 2. Yvonne Elliman does backing vocals, and Tom Burnfield does backing vocals. And the album was produced by Tom Dowd. So now the track listing for the album. So track one is Motherless Children. It is a folk song that was written by Blind Willie Johnson, and the arrangement was done by Clapton and Carl Rattle for this album. The song was originally recorded as a gospel blues song by Blind Willie Johnson in 1927 with autobiographical lyrics. So this song is going to be turning 100 years old in a few years. That's incredible. Track two is Give Me Strength, which was written by Eric Clapton. Track three is Willie and the Hand Jive. It was written by Johnny Otis. So Otis originally released his single in 1958, which peaked at number 9 in the U.S. He was inspired musically by Bo Diddley, and the lyrics were inspired by a chain chain gang that he heard while touring. Clapton slowed the tempo of the song down for his version and released it as his second single, and it peaked at number 26 in the U.S. While, Bo- while Billboard magazine called Clapton's version a, quote, monster powerful cut, Rolling Stone critic Ken Emerson said that the song sounds, quote, disconcertingly mournful, end quote. Track four is Get Ready, and it was written by Clapton and Yvonne Elliman. Track five is I Shot the Sheriff. The song was written by Bob Marley. Marley first released the song on his 1973 album, Burnin' with the Wailers. And about the song, Marley said, quote, I, I want to say I sh- shot the police but the government would have made a fuss, so I said I shot the sheriff instead. 
but it's the same idea, justice, end quote. Clapton released his version of the song as the first single off the album, and it peaked at number one in the U.S. and number nine in the U.K. The review in Billboard magazine about Clapton's single read, quote, There's no guitar solo in Eric Clapton's return single after a recording layoff of some two years, but Sheriff is such a catchy goof of a winner that it's easy to see why RSO felt they had to go with it, end quote. And Clapton's version was also inducted to the to the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2003. Track six is "I Can't Hold Out," which was written by Willie Dixon, and it was originally recorded by Elmore James in 1960. Track seven is "Please Be with Me," which was written by Charles Scott Boyer. Track eight is "Let It Grow," which was written by Eric Clapton. Track nine is "Steady Rollin' Man," which was written by Robert Johnson. And then track 10 is Mainline Florida, which was written by George Terry. So that will conclude this informational segment of the podcast episode. Uh, We'll take a short little break here. When I come back, I'll give you guys my song rankings, my song opinions, and my album score. So stay tuned for that coming up. Alrighty, I'm back after that short little intermission. And we, I'll get into my song rankings and my album score. So how I do this, uh, I listen to the album from obviously from track 1 to track 10. Uh, I, I write down little notes for each song, and then I rank the songs at the end from my least favorite to my favorite. So at number 10, I have Give Me Strength. So this song had a very twangy country rock feel at the beginning of it. Clapton does have a very prominent sound. Uh, Even with all of the bands that he was in, I feel like every band that he was in, you almost know that it's Clapton. This is a very, very, very simple song lyrically. One of the few songs on the album that Clapton actually wrote. Uh, I like the organ as the second beat setter tempo keeper. I I don't know if it was actually an organ. It might have been the dobro that I was hearing, because I don't think anyone was listed as as an organ player in, in the personnel. Still haven't had a wow moment. I mean, we're only two tracks in at this point, but the, but it's such a short song. Like, I feel like it needed something unexpected. It had a very quick ending. My favorite lyrics for this one. My home may be out on the highway. Lord, I've done so much wrong. But please give me strength to carry on. At number nine, I have Willie and the Hand Jive. Uh, I like the guitar sound at the beginning. It, it's almost a mix of, like, plucky and strummy. And I don't... I. I don't even know how else to describe it other than those two probably very dumb words that's how i describe it this song sounds like one of those songs that gets like repeated in chants like they'll do a verse and then someone's supposed to repeat the verse and then they'll do the second verse and someone's supposed to read it it also sounds like a slowed down version of the hand jive from greece which honestly it very well could be i like how the other instruments for this song they really complement the guitar and there's no overshadowing yet but also, there's nothing wow factor about the guitar sound. This song was a better song lyrically thus far. Uh, obviously, track three. But my favorite lyrics were, Way Out Willie gave them all a treat when he did that hand jive with his feet. At number eight, I have Please Be With Me. I'm kind of liking the acoustic sound for this one. Uh, I-, I think that I need to change my perspective on this album. So it's 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 not like the rock that I'm used to, like not like the Journey, Foreigner, Kansas, Boston, Meatloaf, uh, even Fleetwood Mac, Bruce Springsteen rock. Like it, it, it's it's like a softer rock, country rock, blues rock. Uh, 
This one, Please Be With Me, definitely had stronger lyrics than most other songs. It had very nice harmony vocals, and it reminds me of some of Fleetwood Mac's softer stuff. Uh, this one had a very nice plucky guitar, and the guitar has definitely picked up on side two, both with uniqueness and its usage. My favorite lyrics for this one were, Won't you please read my signs, be a gypsy. Tell me what I hope to find deep within me, because you can find my mind, please be with me. At number seven, I have Steady Rollin' Man. There's a sound effect on this song, like, at the beginning. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it's throughout the whole song. But there's a sound effect on it that is, it's kind of hidden, and I have no idea what it could possibly be. I don't know if it's like a percussion or a, a guitar, but it, I, it was very interesting. This song kind of reminds me of, like, of Leonard Skinner a bit, like that southern rock. We're back to simple lyrics, though. Um, very simple lyrics. But we're getting a guitar instrumental, and I was just like, where, where were the guitar instrumentals on side one? I don't know if there were any songs on side ones that had guitar instrumentals. This one might have, honestly, the best guitar playing, in my opinion. It's another great instrumental with it, um, with it at the end. And my favorite lyrics were, I am a steady rolling man, and I roll both night and day, but I ain't got no sweet woman. Woohoo, Lord, to be rolling this way. At number six, I have Mainline Florida. Uh, this is another fun guitar instrumental, uh, but it but it didn't have like my end of pace, end of album pace. Um, I, I'm very I'm a stickler about the songs that 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 are at the end of, of albums. Uh, I'm a stickler about this one as well. It, it kind of though sounds similar to the first song, so it, I will say it almost like bookended the album. Very soft vocals. I think that is the theme in the, in the first song and, and this song. Very soft vocals. And then it finally clicked for me on song 10. The band that I was like trying to compare it to, that, that, that I'm a little bit more familiar with, uh, Steve Miller Band. Like, like this, is, this is what the whole album reminds me of. Like, Steve Miller Band. And obvious, I, I'm actually, I don't want to say obvious. I think Steve Miller Band came second to Eric Clapton. So I, I'm assuming Steve Miller Band was inspired by Eric Clapton, but that's what it's reminded me of. There was an interesting guitar sound effect on this one with the background vocals. Uh, it had a nice instrumental at the end of this song to give to give it a bit of life. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, My heart was leaping in the sun. My friends all say that you're the one. At number five, I have I Can't Hold Out. The guitar intro on this song has a bit more rock feel to it. Uh, but it's still repetitive, and it's still repetitive throughout the song. Um, Clapton's vocals really are, are, they're nothing special to me. Finally, finally, like, I think this was the first song on tracks, uh, on, on side two, so I think this is track six. Finally, a guitar instrumental. It's very profoundly simple, and I wouldn't necessarily call it a wow factor riff, but it's captivating, and that's why I think it's profoundly simple. And then we get a second instrumental at the end of the song, you know, here we are, two instrumentals on, on, on the first song on, on side two, when you when we got none on side one, it's nothing wild though. My favorite lyrics for this one were, "You said, baby, don't you worry. You're my heart's desire. You know that I love you. I can't stand to see you cry." At number four, I have motherless children. We're starting the album off with some guitar, some some very nice guitar work. Obviously, you know Eric Clapton is considered one of, if not the best guitar players of all time. You know it sounds like the beginning of this song sounds like it would be pretty difficult to play on the guitar. 
it's a, this is a very strong way to start an album with the instrumental that I that we got, and but at the same time it's a slightly morbid start to an album when you when you actually listen to the songs or listen to the lyrics, you can barely hear Clapton's vocals over the instrumentals. Like I said on on Mainline Florida, uh, the book ends. Clapton's vocals are very very soft. The percussion and the drums are very noticeable. Uh, I feel like the song and the album as a whole is missing some wow factor. The rhythm riffs are very good, but they're repetitive throughout the song, like nothing really changes that much. There's a little change at the end, but nothing spectacular. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, Father will do the best he can. So many things a father can't understand. Nobody treats you like a mother will when your mother is dead, Lord. Like I said, very morbid song. At number three, I have Get Ready. I would have liked a bit more tempo out of this song. You know, Get Ready, I feel like it needed a, a, a step up. Every guitar riff has sounded different, uh, or, or, or the rhythm guitar has sounded different, but, like, the sound of the guitar is similar. It's like a plucky, southern, blues rock typey sound. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, when the female vocalist, I believe it's Yvonne Elliman, came in and got her parts to great duet. You know, finally there's some excitement to a somewhat slow-building album thus far. I thought for a second we were finally going to get an instrumental wow factor at the at the end of this song, uh, but it was unfortunately only one one chord that was played. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, I want to get revenge on your sinful sins. I got to get you back for what you did back then, and now you've got it back. Life is misery. Well, ha 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 to you. Ha ha to me. At number two, I have Let It Grow, not Let It Go Like Frozen, Let It Grow. This is another good-sounding acoustic song. Uh, it has a pretty eerie vocal sound that meshes so well with the guitar, as well as, you know, the harmony vocals for this song. It's kind of kind of given me, this one's given me some Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young vibes. The piano sounds good. Um... Uh, the keyboards. Uh, that's all I really have to say. It just sounds good. It sounds like there's also like an electric guitar in there with the acoustic guitar, and they use the electric guitar for a riff with you know some plucky sounds to it. You know, overall greatness. Uh, this was a this was a good one. And I was wondering like, is this considered country rock? I think it's I think it would end up being blues rock, but they they, they it's it's definitely not like like I said the rock that I'm used to. You know, I really like the instrumental riff at the end of this song, it, and it kind of reminded me of the instrumental riff at the end of November Rain by Guns N' Roses. And my favorite lyrics were, This is getting shorter, or time is getting shorter, and there's much for you to do. Only ask and you will get what you are needing. And then last, I don't think this sums at any surprise whatsoever, I shot the sheriff. We're getting right into the lyrics for this song. Uh, they start, literally, it, it's, it's pretty much right away. This song sounds funky. Uh, obviously, you know, it's it's Bob Marley and it's reggae. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I never knew that it was actually Bob Marley first until, you know, a couple months ago, really looking looking into this song. This is another song uh, where all of the instruments really mesh together. This one, I noticed the bass guitar and the piano. Uh, this is really the only song that I noticed the bass guitar, and I'm a huge bass guy. Whatever the one instrument is, I'm assuming it has to be the guitar. That's the other instrument too that that really stuck out to me. I wonder if this was if this is like the first police justice protest song, uh, if you would even call it that. I don't know. Clapton has a pretty good reggae voice. You know, it it really doesn't deviate that much from what I would imagine Bob Marley sounded like singing this song. Uh, 
This one had a nice little piano and organ at the end of it. And my favorite lyrics were, Reflexes got the better of me, and what is to be must be. Every day the bucket goes to the well, but one day the bottom will drop out. So that uh, that is the song rankings, uh, and that's been my song opinion. So we'll get into the album score. So I give it a score out of 10 on lyrics, vocals, and instrumentals. And that's called my Dorney score. And the Dorney score gets multiplied by 2 when I go into my total score. So lyrically, out of 10, I gave this one album a 7. The songs that I pointed to lyrically were Willie and the Hand Drive, Please Be With Me, and I Shot the Sheriff, which I don't think Clapton wrote any of those songs. If he wrote one of them, it was Please Be With Me, but I don't think he did. Vocally, I gave this one a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Clapton's vocals are, are relatively average. You know, I Shot the Sheriff was kind of like the main one, Let It Grow, and then Get Ready, whichever one had the, I think it was Get Ready, which would have had the, the duet. And then instrumentally, I gave this one an 8. Steady Rolling Man, uh, Let It Grow, and Mainline Florida and I Can't Hold Out were the ones instrumentally. Uh, honestly, I was I was slightly disappointed instrumentally with, with the guitar, you know, Eric Clapton being considered, like I said earlier, one of the best, if not the best, guitar players. There really wasn't a lot of guitar there for me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe... I, maybe other people have a different opinion, and I'm and I'm you know I'm missing something. If and if you do, I'll tell you how you can explain it to me a little in, a, in a, about a minute or so. So seven, seven and a half, and eight get multiplied by two to go into the total score. I then give it a score out of ten on its U.S. chart position and the U.K. chart position. So because it was number one in the U.S., it got ten it gets ten out of ten points, and it was number three in the U.K., so it gets nine out of ten points. Then give it a score for its singles. So because it had a number one hit, uh, that that is worth five points. And then it also had a number 26, which is worth one point. You can only max out at 10, uh, and this one gets six out of 10. And then I give it a score for the album cover, and it was a seven and a half out of 10. It was, I'm assuming, just a picture of the house that Eric Clapton rented when he was recording down there. So total score is 77 and a half out of 100. That is a very good score. Uh, very, very good score. So, I, I alluded to this earlier. It, if you have differing opinions, I would, I would love to hear them. You can follow me on Instagram at Dorney's Vinyl uh, and send me a message that you heard this podcast and, and that I'm, I'm completely wrong. I, I, I would, you know, I'd like to, like to interact with some people. So, go follow me on Instagram. We're also in the midst of voting for Season 6, so if you have albums that you want to hear that are part of my collection, I highly recommend you go. We're nearing, you know, we're, 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 we're getting down to, you know... We're getting down near 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 the end of, of voting. Well, probably like the midway point, but it, but it's going quick this 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 year. And if you're interested in used vinyl records, I have 33s and 45s for sale on my eBay store, which is also Dorney's Vinyl. You can go ahead and, and and check that out. And if there's any records that that catch your eye, go ahead and you can buy them. And I'd I'd really appreciate that. Uh, I, I got nothing else. Uh, you know, next week's podcast is going to be one of those EPs, extra podcasts. It's going to be a Hall of Shame, and I'm going to do the Hall of Shame. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll wait until next week for you guys to see who, who the artist is going to be. Now, that's a fun, that's a fun, um, a fun segment for me to do. I'll explain it more next week if, you, if you're wondering what I mean by Hall of Shame. I, I highly recommend tuning in. Next album is going to be uh, the old school album as well. And so, so in the next two weeks, we've got some things that I'll have to be explaining in the podcast. So stay tuned for that coming up. I'll talk to you guys next week.